transpired, amen. Glory to God. If you look at the numbers, amen, the numbers, amen, don't tell the story, amen. Because we plant seeds, someone else comes along water, and God gives the increase, amen. And God's own timing, amen. We cannot look, we cannot be moved by what we see. Because the battle is not one within the physical, amen, but it's one within the spirit, amen. And that's in prayer and supplication and crying out to God. We are so great, we're so thankful to be here today with you, amen. And this is our fellowship. We want to, we want to say thanks once again as the chaplain, uh, Minister Christine uh, shared with the announcements about the outreach on yesterday, which was very, very good. We are so thankful. I met, I met a lady at a table was right next to her, to our table, uh, Caprice Jane. Amen. And she, she has a ministry called Stellar Girls. She goes to Ghana, she goes to Liberia, she goes to other countries, and uh, she's into education, empowering, and leading young ladies. Amen. And so we're already beginning to talk. Amen. Communicate. I believe in divine connections. Amen. And we don't know what God is up to. Amen. But I know God is up to something. Amen. I know that but I'm moved by the Spirit of God. And it's the God that's on the inside, on the outside. I preach already. I preach and verbal team for Christ. I have also a greeting. Our pastors, also, I bring greeting also from India. We have a new partner wow. in ministry. They asked for them. We've been talking about three weeks. Jody.
Amen. Oh, glory to God. Let's go to our Bible. We got to get ready. We got to be ready. Amen. Because the coming of the Lord is very near. Amen. I don't care what you see and what you hear. You got to know that the Lord is coming soon. Amen. And in spite of the pandemic, amen, we shall be about our Father's business. Even in the midst of this distressful nation, amen. We are to pray for one another. We are to pray for our government. We are to pray that lives come to Jesus. Amen. We're going to the book of John this morning. The book of First John. Let us pray for uh, their Christians who are in Beirut. Beirut. Amen. They had a uh, a blast there. Also, uh, they had an earthquake very close to North Carolina, 5.1. Amen. So we know we're living in perilous times. Amen. So let us be about our father's business. Going to the book of 1 John, I'm going to start at the second chapter, the 28th verse. Amen. And we're going into the third chapter. It says, And now, little children, abide in him. Talking about Talking about the us, talking about the people of God, the ones who are called by his name. Amen. It's saying to us, abide in him, abide in Christ. Amen. So if we abide in Christ, and Christ is in us, amen. Our lives should reflect the image of him who has called us out of darkness into this marvelous light. We are to see the hope of glory that's within us, amen, that shines brightly throughout this world. Abide in him. Amen. We like to use the scripture over in Corinthians. If any man be in Christ... And I often say, and if Christ be in you, because don't kid yourself, don't deceive yourself. Be the in or you in the out. It's no uh, messing around, amen. You either a child of God or you're not a child of God. Abide in him. It says that when he appears, amen, because we know that Jesus is coming back for a church. He's coming back, the, he is the, the, the groom. We are the bride of Christ, amen. So therefore, when the groom comes, the groom comes to do what? To take his bride, amen. And we at the church are the bride of Christ. Amen. In other words, he knows his own. Amen. Then when we appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed. In other words, that we may we should be confident in who we are. Amen. We should be confident.
confidence in the God that we serve. We should be confident that we are heirs and joint heirs of Jesus Christ. Amen. We should be confident in this one thing, that Jesus is Lord. Amen. Confidence and not be ashamed. We don't have to be ashamed. The word of God Paul said, I would, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. We should not be ashamed of who we are. Amen. And this is sad because in the time that we're living in, the love of many is waxed cold. Many are leaving the faith. Amen. Many are falling by the wayside. Yeah. Where is our faith? Not be ashamed before him and his coming. If you know that his righteousness, that's his righteousness, not our righteousness. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone, come on now, everyone that practices righteousness is born of him. Amen. We're not talking about our righteousness. Our righteousness are no more than 50 to the right. But we are in Christ and we take on the righteousness of Christ. Amen. We, are, we have been justified by the justifier. Amen. We are, we are in Christ and Christ is in us. Amen. And if that is so, we shall live the life that God is calling for in these days and times. Amen. Oh, glory to God. You said practice righteousness if we're born of him. Practice righteousness if we're born of him. It's righteousness. Walking in obedience. Amen. Walking in truth. Amen. Amen. Living the life of holiness. God is calling us to holiness. There should be a difference in our lifestyle. There should be a difference in our walk. There should be a difference in our talk. If we are in Christ, and Christ is un, uh, it's not, we're not moved by how we dress. Amen. Oh, because there will never be an outward manifestation until there's a true inward transformation, and it comes from the inside out. Listen to this. Excuse me. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us. What manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. Whoa. Something that we didn't even earn, we didn't even deserve. Amen. But his love is unconditional. Bestowed upon us. He bestowed his mercy. Instead of justice, he gave us mercy. Amen. Amen. Bestowed upon us. That, look at that. When we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. He redeemed us 
from the curse of the law. Amen. Where he was hanging there on the cross, we should have been hanging there. But he gave his life for all of us. Amen. What manner of love has the Father bestowed upon us that we may be called, that we should be called the children of God. We have heirs and joint heirs of Jesus Christ. We have been adopted into this royal priesthood. Amen. Yes, we have. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. So therefore, the world do not know us. So we're not trying to identify with the world. We're not trying to do connect with the world. Amen. We have to be different from the world. Light and darkness does not mix. Amen. When we're in Christ, we are to be a light that sat on a hill that men would see a good work and glorify the Father which is in heaven. And we shall have our life should be different. Amen. Should be different. Oh, glory to God. Listen what it is said. The world hated him, hated Jesus. What do you think about? I, 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 I question if if you expecting the world to come and to embrace you and to love on you and to be there for you and hey, I feel sorry for you. I feel sorry because the Bible said they hated Jesus. Amen. They don't, they didn't even recognize, they don't even know him. So how do you expect for them to know you? Because it did not know him. Second verse. Behold, beloved, now. Here we are. We are the children of God. If I were to use for a text of thought, my text would come from here. Beloved, now we are the children of God. Amen. And it has not yet been revealed that we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we should be like him. But we should see him as he is. Amen. He's coming back for his people. He's coming back for the church. He's coming back for those who have been redeemed. He's coming back for those who are living holy. He's coming back for those who's living righteous. He's coming back for those who are called out of the world. They're in the world, but we're not of the world. Even in the pandemic, our attitude, our behavior should not reflect the world, but it should reflect Christ. Amen. Because we know that we are heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ, the righteous. Amen. 
everyone, listen here, and everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself that he is pure. You have this hope. It says every one of us who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. Amen. Christ makes the difference. He is pure. He is holy. The word of God tells us it doesn't know the look it up and for the boys. If I'm the Lord your God, you should therefore sanctify yourself and be ye holy, for I am holy. Amen. And touch not that unclean thing. Amen. So we should have a difference in our lifestyle. We should be doing life with Jesus. Amen. We should reflect Christ. Amen. Read on. Let's go to the fourth verse. And this is so important that we must know who we are in this time, in this season. It says, whosoever commits sin, whosoever, okay, we know Romans tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, okay? We know that, okay? But when Christ comes into our lives, he makes a difference in our lives. Amen. It makes a difference. I even like to go as far as to say it. He has changed our name from sinner to saint. Amen. Bitter and sweet water doesn't run out of the same faucet. Amen. There is something different about a sinner. And there is something about a saint. Amen. For one, God hears the cry of his people. The another thing is... Because of a sinner, the only prayer that God wants to hear is a prayer of repentance. Amen. It said, Whoso, whoever commits sin. It's not saying that we have arrived, okay? It's not telling us that. Commit sin, also commit lawlessness. And sin is lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. We're yet in the world, but we're not of the world. But also we have to abide by the laws of the land. Amen. Listen to here. John's argument seems grammatically based by using the Greek present tense. He does not declare that Christians are unable to commit sin, commit an uh, occasional act of sin, but that they are not characterized by the spirit of lawlessness. We're in the world, but we do not act as the world acts. We do not walk as the world walks. Yeah. We do not talk like the world talk. I know there's a lot of protesting, but we don't go out there and commit violence. We don't go out there and commit hatred. Hey, come on, somebody. Yes. Yes. Lawlessness. Amen. I know we are to stand up for what's right. Even in the midst of this 
this world and our nation, amen. We can't afford, we cannot afford to take sides with either one, amen. They always told me there's three sides. That's his side, her side, and Jesus' side. And I choose Jesus, amen. I'm not going to talk about, I'm not, you're not going to get me caught up in the political arena where many people hate President Trump. Many people love President Obama. Amen. I love Jesus. My Bible just tells me to pray for him. Name nobody is perfect. There's nobody righteous but those in Christ Jesus. Hey! I, 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 I don't have time to, 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 fiddle, to fiddle around and, and debate uh, who's doing this and who's doing that. Amen. Okay. One thing I believe we all have to do, we know our past, but one thing we have to do is to forgive. Amen. We have to forgive. Therefore, fathers. Amen. We have to forgive. We have to love. Amen. The Bible said we are all of one blood. Oh, come on, somebody. Let me first read this. Lawlessness. And you know what? When we talk about this lawlessness, we're not all, we're not just talking about man's law. You run that stop sign, you deserve to get a ticket. You speed and you deserve to get a ticket. But see, at the same time, we have to let our light shine wherever we go. Amen. We can't be like the world. Even we have to be above reproach. Amen. We have to be a light that's set on a hill. Amen. We can't have bring any derogatory thing about us. Amen. Even though they're going to talk about it, so if they talk about it, don't let it be true. Amen. Lawlessness. I don't hate nobody. Amen. Racism is ugly. Racism is taught. Amen. We're not born racist. There's many black races and white races. Hello, somebody. But in a body of Christ, that's where the difference should be. Yes. There's neither Jew nor Greek nor bond nor free nor male nor female nor white nor black. We are all one in the body of Christ. Amen. Oh, come on. Lawlessness, powerlessness led into a habitual practice of sin. See, because Christ made a difference in us. The things I used to do, I don't do no more. The places I used to go, I don't creep around no more. Oh, come on. The way I used to talk, I don't talk like that no more. We're not just talking about man's law, but we also talking about God's law, which perceives man's law. Hello, somebody. Listen. The practice of sin. Sin nature to children of the devil who has sinned from the beginning. 
You know, even one verse scripture tells us that ye are of your father the devil. Amen. It says, but unwanted to children of God who cannot sin without the spirit of conviction. I feel so sorry for people who walk around and they deceive themselves. They believe their own height. They think that they stuff don't stink. Amen. And there's no conviction. And then they shouting on the mountaintop, but they're living in the valley. Hello. Conviction. A contrast indulgence of sin contradicts the claim to have a personal knowledge of Christ. Sin is not a way of life for the person who is righteous in Christ. Amen. It is a way of life for the ones who is unrighteous. Going to going back to John. It said, and you know that he has manifested to take away our sins. Amen. Jesus was manifested to take away our sins. Amen. If we give it to him, if we surrender to him, we can't hold on to some stuff. That's why the Bible said in Hebrews said, Wherefore, seeing we are so compassed by so great a cloud of let us lay aside every weight and sin that so easily beset us. You hear what I say? That so easily, that's talking about those quick tempers. We so quickly to react. Amen. Easily beset us and let us run the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Listen, it says, and know that he is he was manifested. Now Jesus was manifested without the shedding of blood. There's no remission of sin. To take away our sin, and in Him there is no sin. There's no sin. Now listen what the, the sixth verse said. Because as I said before, he changes our name from sinner to saint when we surrender our life to Jesus. Amen. Whoever abide in him, where are you abiding? Hello, somebody. In him. We know what Corinthians tells us. If it may be in Christ, and I say Christ being you, unto my if that seed, that word that takes root within you, it transforms you from the inside out. You become more like Jesus. Amen. Not saying that you have arrived, amen, but there's a conviction that when we error, we know that we have, according to John, that we have an advocate with the Father, which is Jesus Christ, the righteous, that we go to him. Amen. Whosoever abides in him does not sin. Wow. 
whosoever abide in Christ does not sin. What are you saying, preacher? No, I'm not saying nobody has arrived. But we do not practice sin. We do not practice sin. We turn away from sin. Amen. Uh, the thing about getting saved, amen, is one thing to be saved. That's another thing to stay saved. Amen. I don't believe in this once saved, always saved. Amen. I believe that once you get saved and you get filled with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost don't just come to, uh, to, to quicken your spirit. Amen. But also it comes to keep you. It comes to help you. It comes to empower you. Amen. The Bible said, whosoever, that means anyone, abide in him does not sin. Whoever sinned has neither seen him nor known him. That's scripture. Whosoever willfully sinning, just going out there and sinning, and you, and you don't have to define sin. Sin is sin. Amen. The Bible says all unrighteousness is sin. Amen. We have to repent of our sin. Amen. Glory to God. Let's read on. The seventh verse says, Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteousness. Is righteous. Just as he is righteous. Just as Christ is righteous. We have been justified by the justifier with, with Jesus Christ. He has made a difference in our life. He made a difference in our walk. He made a difference in our talk. Paul says, no more I, but it's the Christ that lived within me. Something on the inside, working on the outside, making a change in my life. That is the word of God. The word of God tells us, that it tells us this. It says that God's word, in his word, there is life. Amen. And Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. He came to make the difference in our walk. Amen. Oh, glory to God. It's righteousness. The word of God tells us that there is therefore now no condemnation to those I in Christ Jesus. Those I in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, so that's the problem we have in the flesh. We have to die to the flesh. We have to take on Christ. Amen. There's no more, there's no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So we're going to live after the Spirit. Spirit lead me. We're not going to be led by emotions and our philosophies and our theories and our thoughts and by others. Amen. Just as he is righteous. He who sin is of, oh God. 
God help us. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. You call it, a, like we used to say, you call a spade a spade. But we're not judging. Amen. But the tree is known by the fruit there. Now, at the same time, we keep this in mind at the same time that we have not arrived and, and then we have babes in Christ and then we even have our brothers and sisters who uh, may get weak along the way. Amen. But the Bible says, if we see our brother and sister in a fault, we which are spiritual shall go to them in the spirit of meekness. Why? To restore them and keeping in mind, least we fall. Amen. Amen. So we, we are there. We are accountability. We have accountability partners. We're helping one another. We're encouraging one another. We're building up one another. Amen. Not saying we arrive, amen, but we do not practice sin. Amen. amen. Listen, the Bible said, Ye are of he who sin is of the devil. You tell somebody that you are of the devil. I'm not going to like you. <laughs> amen. And it's not so much them. But it's the thing that operates in them. Amen. You are the devil. But the devil has sinned from the beginning. Now, I'm just showing that there should be a difference between clean and unclean, righteous and unrighteous, holy and unholy, Christian and disciple. Because, see, we're not arrived, we haven't arrived yet. We have a lot of people, we have a lot of Christians feel that they can do whatever they want. They can talk any way they want. Because I got baptized, amen. I, I, I'm a Christian, amen. If I baptize my dog, is he a Christian? <laughs> no, no. Let's keep it real, let the young people say. If you're going to be a child of God, if you're going to be a believer of Christ, if you are a disciple of Christ, Jesus said, why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I say to you? You should be walking in newness of life. Amen. You should have compassion one for another. Amen. You should have love for one another. It says, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. We read earlier. This is why Jesus was manifested. This is a message of the hope that we have that lies within us by telling our story, by going out and engaging others, amen, by, by winning others to Christ, amen, Let them know what he's done for you. Because he had many people out there feel that they, is not worthy. They that there's not no room at your dinner table for them. Amen. They feel that what I've done, you don't know what I've done. He won't accept me. But we have a testimony that he accepted me. He saved me. Amen. 
for this purpose, the Son of God was manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Amen. That he might destroy, and Jesus is doing it. God is doing it. He is destroying the. I know there's wickedness in a high place, but God is in control. Amen. Amen. God's going to bring it down. Amen. And He's going to use us because we're going to pray. We used to sing the song, Satan, we're going to pray your kingdom down. You've been building your kingdom all over this world. Satan, we're going to pray your kingdom down. Amen. Put him right up on our feet. Amen. Whoever has been born of God, here, here's the scripture again. Whoever has been born of God does not what? Sin. Born of God. We've been born again. If you've been born again, raise your hand. Amen. It does not sin. The Bible said we don't willfully sin. We don't practice sin. Amen. One of God does not sin for his seed. Here it is. His seed. His seed. Has seen the word of God remain. His seed remains in him. His seed is in us. The only way there's a difference on the outside, there got to be a difference on the inside. Amen. That when we take on the word of God, when we eat the whole roll, amen. When we when we live the word of God, amen makes a difference. His seed, amen, remains in us. And he cannot sin because he has been born of God. God is not con contradicting his word, amen. Truly, when we're in Christ and Christ on the inside of us, it makes a difference on the outside of us, amen. It changes our name. It changes our vile nature, amen. The Bible tells us over in Romans 12 and 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable servant, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, amen. Christ on the inside makes the difference on the outside. Amen. Amen. He that, listen, commit not sin. That's what the word of God said. Commit not sin. Cannot sin. You can't do, you can't just do something and, and walk away. You offended your brother. You offended your sister. Something on the inside should be convicting you. And that something is the Holy Ghost. Amen. She'll tell you, hey, you know you didn't say that right. You know you didn't do that right. 
Leave that money there. You know that don't belong to you. You're not going to cheat on your taxes. Hello, somebody. Amen. Couldn't, cannot sin. Even though somebody tried to bribe you, even though somebody tried to say, hey, everybody else is doing it. We can't do that. We have to take a stand and say, we have to have integrity. I'm sorry, I, 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 I hear you, but I can't do it. My spirit won't let me do it. Amen. Amen. Ninth verse, and I'm, I'm soon to close. Whoever has been born of God does not sin. I read that and read it over for you. The seed remains in him. That's more the world we get in us, the more we become like Christ. Amen. The more we become like Christ, the more we become the child of God. And he cannot sin. You cannot sin and get away with it. You know, I, even when I was coming up as a kid, there's some things I see other kids would do, and I don't know why. Just like they enjoying it. They enjoying sin for a season. They're having a good time. But something down on the inside, and that's the grandmother prayer. Amen. It will not allow me to cross that line. It will, I mean, I even get out there and somebody don't even know me come and tell me that you don't belong here. This is not for you. Amen. But they're having a good time. I want to have a good time too. <laughs> I was wrong with a lot of young people even coming up today who were brought up in church and live a, a, a life of Christ. And then once they get out of their home at time, they want to see what they've been missing. Hello. Amen. Because you know how you were before you, you left the net. Yes. Yeah. Amen. And some of them, we was, well, I'd be so glad when I get out on my own. I can do what I wanna. I can I can go where I wanna. I can nah. God says high and it looks slow and he behold it even in yes. Amen. And your prayers are the righteous. The mama prayers have been is on you. The grandmama prayers are on you. And you can't get away from it. Amen. You can't run. Jumping down to the 13th verse. 13th verse. The Bible said, Do not marvel, my brethren, if the world hates you. Bring it back to the point. You're a child of God. Don't expect the world to love you. That's why the word of God tells us, Jesus said, the word of God tells us, even as Christ has suffered in the flesh, arm yourself likewise. And even went on to tell you that they hated me. Over in the book of Matthew, it tells us that they hated the prophets who were before you. Amen. It said, if they hate, the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because the love of the brother. He who does not love his brother abides in death. Whosoever hates his brother is a murderer. And see, this stuff is not in, in a Christian, in a believer. 
Amen. We love unconditional. Now that God, when we feel that we can't love, God comes in and He enables us to love anyhow. Amen. He enables us to have mercy on one another. Amen. Amen. Looking beyond the faults and to see the need. We have not arrived. We came out of sin to live again. Amen. And we dare not to be judgmental and oh, look at them. We were yet in sin, but Christ called us out of sin. He changed our name from sinner to saint. Some may say, you must think you better than me. I didn't say that you said that. Amen. Christ makes a difference. From a sinner to a saint. Hello? There's something there. Amen. And it tells us. And that's it. I'm going to stop there. Amen. We are so grateful. Amen. We are very grateful for this word. Amen. We take this same word and we take it with us and we apply it with us. Wherever we go, use it. Give them the word. Don't give them your theory, your philosophy of what you think. But more so be led by the Spirit of God, not by zeal. Amen. Let God lead you. Let God guide you. Let God direct you. Amen. We are so grateful for each and every one of you. Amen. You're doing a great work. Keep doing it. Don't stop. Amen. Next month, I'm asking. Amen. For our Friday nights, let's go to war. Next month, our Friday night Bible study, let us go to war. Warfare, let us pray. Friday night, starting next month, Friday night Bible studies. Let us take time praying. And that'll be on each Friday, there'll be someone different leading the charge. Amen. Pray and let God use you. Let us, we pray Monday through Friday, let us Next month, let us just fill the month and we're praying and we're fasting Tuesday and Friday. We're praying that for breakthrough. We're praying that lives will come to know Jesus. We're praying that God will lead us to the right people to minister to. Amen. Glory to God. We're so grateful. We're so thankful for all things. And for each and every one of you, we, even we also got to pray with some of the people who came through yesterday at the uh, outreach. And so that was great. And uh, let us keep going. Let us keep doing what we're doing. Amen. I'm not, I'm not discouraged. I'm encouraged. Amen. The enemy wants you to be discouraged. Amen. Because our ministry is not just in one Thing, but it's throughout the God center. We have different areas in ministry. Amen. That God has called us into. And we're partnering together. We're working together. Talking. Amen. They got new leadership there. 
amen, and other areas. So we have a lot that we're looking at for the remaining of this year. Let us pray for those that seen, we haven't heard, and congratulations again to Sierra on a big baby. Amen. I mean, that boy's chest already out. He laying there. He big baby. Amen. Let's pray for them. Pray for the mother as well. We thank God for them. Captain uh, Daniels, you have a, a piece that you want to share. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Yes, I said he was long. Let's see if I can share the screen with no technical issues here. Amen. Stand by. Can you all see that? Yes. All right. Thank you. Yes. So as our former president, Glenn Barris, is preparing to retire. Who is Glenn Barris? Uh, Glenn is a very strong, passionate leader. Uh, Glenn is someone who champions uh, uh, diversity and equality. Glenn is probably the friendliest leader I know. Uh, nobody champions people more than him. Um, he's amazing that way. It's been a part of every every season of my family's life. He loves his family, he loves God, he loves the local church, and he has laid down his life, um, worked so hard uh, behind the scenes, long hours, long days, long trips, to just make sure that um, there is momentum forward, that the kingdom of God is expanding and that people are loved and cared for. I don't know if there is anyone that I respect more than Glenn Burris. He is the consummate Southern gentleman. Glenn has this calmness, peace, and I think it's wisdom as well, that helps him work through the most challenging situations. And at the end of the day, um, all of the parties involved feel like they were listened to and um, have arrived at a solution that was far better than anyone in the room would have anticipated before the conversation began. One thing that sticks out to me um, about Glenn is that as busy as he is, he would always put people before process. Glenn would always stop and talk with people and make sure people were looked in the eye and noticed. He's fearless, courageous, he's very small and strong, and yet so very friendly and down to earth. He's a great encourager, great, a strong man in encouragement and giving great counsel and comfort. The first few presidents after uh, Rolf, it, it was difficult for them. It was a real culture shift for Foursquare to have somebody who wasn't so connected to Amy kind of move us into different seasons. And they had a difficult time. It was um, a leadership trying to find its footing. You know, and everybody tried. It wasn't for lack of effort or that anybody you know, was overly disruptive. It just couldn't find its footing. And I think with Glenn, um, just he built on what the others had done, the sacrifices they made, and he pulled us together. He also kind of navigated us into what it meant to be a global four-square church. Um, before, that was always the U.S. church 
and how it would influence the other nations. Now Glenn has brought all those nations together and everybody influences each other. He took the, the global council to another, another new level. We were working together, trying to find a way, didn't know what to do, we didn't even know what we were doing. And then Glenn walks in as the president and, he, and the whole world begins to change. You know, he, has, he came with vision, he came with passion. He came with great counsel to us. The guy just has an ability and grace on his life to go to another country and make friends and include people in the leadership table. And so we have more people who have different languages as their native language speaking into life of Foursquare than ever before. Doug Burris and I have met in various places around the world, literally in one continent, one country or another. And what has amazed me is his, his, um, his vision to go further into the next generation. I see, oh my gosh, I see God moving in generations now that from my perspective, um, it seemed as though Foursquare was either losing or were not effectively reaching. But I see God having used Dr. Burroughs to bridge generations and to bridge cultures. We have somehow simplified and focused our movement and we've done it in a way that has kept the cohesion of the church body. And Glenn is behind all of that. He listened to people and then he navigated us through these things that literally could have blown up. Because of the decisions, because of the leadership of Glenn, we're in a place where I think we're primed for very unique opportunities and like significant kingdom work in the decades ahead. It's been... Um a journey and a long time but there's been so much change so just getting back I feel like to the roots of our movement that has happened under his leadership that just as a local uh, Foursquare pastor we're just so excited about and celebrate and honor him because he's worked really hard and it's been a long time coming to get to where we've been. Over the last 10-11 years during Glenn's leadership uh, I think uh, I have personally seen more change in Foursquare uh, than what anyone could have ever anticipated. I mean, he modeled to us at Christ's life leadership. He didn't come, didn't come to us as, as president or, you know, great leader. He came to us as a friend, remained as a friend, always, you know, engaging us in, in conversations. And, and we are going to miss him a lot. He is one of our greatest leaders that we've had. On behalf of Justice and I and our church, Freedom Church, we love you so much, Glenn. Thank you for the incredible investment, the legacy you're leaving here with the Foursquare Church. We're so grateful for your leadership, and we love you and Debbie so much and just wish you all the best, lots of rest in your retirement season, and lots of golf. Thank you, Pastor Glenn, for being the amazing man that you are. Thank you for the opportunity you've given people like myself uh, to uh, be uh, involved in, in, in all this that's taking place in our Foursquare family. And uh, I know you're going to have a great uh, time in your retirement. And since we're only one state apart, I look forward to us getting together and doing something. I don't know if we'll be playing golf because I'm not a golf player, but we'll find something to do that we'll both enjoy. So, best wishes to you, man. God bless you. I'm here because of you. Um, I moved from Southern California to North Carolina having no idea what I was doing. I'm like so many of us, but you loved me, and you included me, you taught me, you gave me room to uh, practice my 
wacky ideas and helped me understand how some of them were wacky and some of them were good. But you were, um, you were always there to champion me and to encourage me to care for my family. Um, and it's been an honor to serve you as the president of the Foursquare Church. Um, I just pray for an amazing next season for you. I think one that you're going to have to discover because I don't think it's one of retirement so much as a new rhythm and a, a new season of life. I love you. And I thank you so much for all you've done. I sincerely hope that for you and Debbie, these next years are the best years of your life. I, I pray that you get to rest. I don't know if you're very good at that. I pray you guys get to laugh and enjoy life. But also, there is so much accumulated wisdom in your life. I pray that your influence on kingdom things continues. Maybe more so than ever before. There are people like me, like us, that need you. Thank you, Glenn, for all that you have done. Thank you for who you have been to us and the great leadership that you have, uh, you know, lived before us. We thank you for the kind thoughts and words of great encouragement. And we know that the Lord's going to give you many more years of great ministry and time with friends and family. We bless you and pray God's anointing to rest upon you. I see the hand of God upon you for many, many years of ministry and fruitfulness. God bless you. To my friend and my brother, Dr. Glenn Burroughs. Glenn, man, we love you so much. It has been a joy to walk with you, to pray with you, uh, to see the kingdom of God grow. It's been a joy to work side by side with you in various countries, various parts of the world. And I can simply say this to you, my brother, what is coming for you is even better than what has been. God's not finished with you yet. Amen, amen. So, family, I would like to say, I'm sure that Pastor Ben has had opportune time to be in the presence of uh, Pastor or President, President Glenn Burris, who has led the Foursquare Church for 40 years, you know, but just the opportunities I had to meet him and then to meet the incoming president too, you know, just gives me or gave me insight. He was so humble during our class. Soul care, was it? Um, he, he was so humble during that time and just pouring out his words of wisdom and encouragement for the leaders. And it was not like he was up here because he was had been the president of Foursquare International. Like they said, making it international. And what he pulled together more in lines of what Amy's vision was to keep it intact for 40 years. You know, I just, uh, I was just um, so glad that during the Northeast Regional Conference in Baltimore, I had the opportunity to meet him before and now that he's uh, about to retire. Pastor Ben, do you have anything? Uh, I am so grateful for that clip, amen. And, and I'm grateful for Foursquare. I, I love the Pastor Glenn, and I met him on several occasions, and I thank God for what he's doing. And, you know, I believe this is what ministries are all about because God sets us up 
And then there's a season for us.